Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news. This is episode 133, recorded January 22nd, 2023. I'm your host, Charles Current. And in today's episode, Lockpick Mall selling fakes and stealing videos? Nuclear launch keys? How to get free safes? Do you want to buy a bank vault? Videos, blog posts, criminals, events, meetups, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the length of show notes and the ability to post full links, but you can always find full show notes with the links at thelocksportscast.com. Quick reminder and update on the Lockie Awards. Nomination period is open. It is open through the 28th of this month. And hopefully I can get enough nominations to actually run this year. I know I've been horrible about promoting. That's completely my fault. But at this point, I have actually very few nominations. Some people did submit after the last episode. There were a couple of problems noted by some people. First, if you have an ad blocker on your browser, you might have to disable that to be able to see the menu that contains the link to the nominations form and the sign up and all that. I don't know why I don't run ads, but one particular ad blocker at least does block it. Also, if you need to create a new account, just remember to check your spam folder for the confirmation email. Before you can use your account, you will have to confirm your email, and that uh, that ends up in a lot of people's spam folders. If you have forgotten your password, you can reset it, or I can reset it. Uh, let me know. I, I no problem resetting passwords. Uh, just just send me an email or uh, hit me up on uh, my Discord or something. First up in the news, we have a continuation on the story with Lockpick Mall selling knockoff products, but this time not just knockoffs, but what appear to be actual fakes. Albert LaBelle made this uh, apparent in a recent video he made where they sent him a fake copy of a Dangerfield Praxis pick set complete with the name Dangerfield Practices engraved on the handle. Or printed on the handle, I'm not sure which, but it's on the handle. In the description to that video, he says, Effective immediately, I will cease any and all product reviews for LPM until further notice. I was notified by Chris Dangerfield at Lockpick World that the LPM set is fake. Their set should not bear his name, and Lockpick Mall is not an authorized dealer of the authentic Dangerfield Praxis pick set. Personally, I find it very shady that they don't mention anything about Dangerfield Praxis on the website, but still etch it on the handles. The case is near identical. All the pick profiles the same, both gauges the same, and even the included tension wrenches are a match. Even the toolset description on the Lockpick Mall website looks like they copied it straight from Lockpick World website, word for word. I look forward to hearing back from LPM to get their side, if any. As soon as I do, I will share that info as a comment on this video. I gathered all this information with good intentions. I simply want to get the truth and share with my viewers. Chris Dangerfield left a comment on that video through the Lockpick World account. He says, Hello, Albert. Hello, everyone. The only issue I have with this is them deceiving customers. Business is business, and it's a brutal game. 
but to have our branding on the pick deceives the customer, and that's really my only issue. We've been supplying lockpicks online for nearly 20 years and seen the likes of this crowd come and go many times. Originally in his shop, I know the chap, they were sold as Dangerfield Praxis, and in fairness, after I contacted them, they did Photoshop out the graphics from our photos and remove our branding from the copy. And if you watch Albert's video, you can see that the pics do look very similar. There are noticeable differences in the way the name is on the handle and the cutouts of the handle and a little bit on the shape of the pics. But in my opinion, this is a, this just takes their shadiness to a whole new level. I had already banned them pretty much from this podcast after the first few incidents, but this takes it to a whole new level. Actually, putting the Dangerfield Praxis name on the handles to try and deceive customers takes it to a whole new level, which is why I'm breaking my rule and mentioning them here again, but it's not in a positive light, so I can feel decent about that. Also, uh, I received an email from somebody else claiming that they had also been reposting other people's video reviews of their products on the Lockpick Mall YouTube channel. That note also said that at least one of the reposted videos contained a giveaway and that a viewer tried to enter the giveaway for that video and being the only comment on the reposted video assumed that they had won and the channel of course responded with no they hadn't. They did say that the reposted videos were removed after takedown notices were issued and just shows the really poor ethics of this company. I have nothing good to say about them. If you are interested in actually getting a Dangerfield Praxis set, the official suppliers are lockpickworld.com and ukbumpkeys.com. So if you're in the United States, you go to lockpickworld.com. If you're in the UK or somewhere else, you can probably go to ukbumpkeys.com for your ordering. And those are the official sites uh, run by Chris Dangerfield that have all of his products and if you're interested, I will put not only the link to Albert Lobel's video in the show notes, but I'm also going to link the product pages for the official products, lockpickworld.com and ukbumpkeys.com in the show notes. And maybe if you're in the market for buying some lockpicks, you can head over and check those out and uh, support the original creator. Have you ever dreamed about owning a bank vault? This might be your chance. We have a story here. Old Bank Building in Pawtucket, Vault Included. The story says that the neoclassical building in downtown Pawtucket hasn't been used as a bank in some time, but if you're to walk inside, you might think you're stepping into a 20th century time capsule or a film set about doing a, a heist. A lot of the building has not been updated since its bank days, but the most important part is that the huge vault is still in the building, of course. They said that the building was built around the vault and you'd need to do a whole lot of damage to the building to remove it anyway, so why bother? The building is currently listed at $749,000. So if you've ever dreamed of owning a bank vault for your uh, gold and precious valuables or your gun collection or maybe as a uh, some sort of fancy panic room or in case you have a zombie apocalypse and you want a place to lock yourself in there you go 
one bank vault for sale. We have an update on the Lockpickers United charity raffle. Looks like they're sitting around $14,000 raised. There's only about a week left to go. Lots of prizes available. We're still well, well short of the last year's total, which I believe was about $48,000. So if you've been holding off and you have the money to donate, please donate some money to charity and get your receipts in so you can get entered into the raffle. I received a note from Lock Judge this week, and they wanted me to let you know that their latest article, which will be covered in the blog section of this show, was written by a new addition to the Lock Judge writing team, David Blackwelder. He's been lockpicking for a while and was previously an engineer. So uh, welcome to the newest team member over there. They would also like me to ask that if there's anyone else who's interested in writing for Lock Judge, they are looking for another member of the lockpicking community to help write for them. So if anybody is interested in writing for Lockjudge, you can go to their website on the contact page and get a hold of them there. Next up is a is an issue that people need to be aware of. This is not uncommon in the world of Instagram and other social media. Somebody created a an account and stole all the pictures and content from Ratyuk Lot Picks and was attempting to basically scam people and sell picks that they don't actually make. So I tried to search for the account that was listed in uh, the post that I saw. That account does not come up when I search for it, so I think it has probably been sufficiently reported and removed, but it is something to be aware of. There are a lot of these people that will do this. It's a good way to scam people. So just be careful. Talk with your fellow lock sporters about anybody you might potentially want to buy picks from to see if they are actually a legitimate source or if they're just trying to rip off somebody else. Moving on to videos. First up, we have a trailer, the official trailer for the movie The Locksmith, starring Ryan Phillippe. The description says an expert locksmith is released from prison and pulled back into a world of crooked cops and small town gangsters. Despite the future, he had hoped to build with his ex-fiance, a detective, and their daughter. Locksmith premieres in theaters and on demand on February 3rd, starring Ryan Phillippe and Kate Bosworth. You can check out that trailer at the YouTube link provided in the show notes. And for something uh, that the whole family might enjoy, including your kids, we have the Bad Guys film. The Bad Guys is a computer-animated heist comedy film loosely based on the children's book series by Aaron Blabby and has a safe-cracking snake as one of the characters. Now, in the show notes, I will provide a link to an article about where you can find it to stream, and it also includes a trailer video that you can check out if you are at all interested. CLK Supply released a video called The Best Way to Get Free Safes, Locksmithing Secrets Revealed. Uh, the description says, Are you looking for ways to increase your revenue and offer more value to your customers? In this video, we'll show you how to legally obtain safes for free and resell them to your customers. Discover how this simple yet effective strategy can help you expand your business, increase your profits, and offer a wider range of services to your customers. I thought it was a pretty interesting video. If you happen to be in the locksmithing business or the or a safe tech, this is a pretty good idea, an extra profit center for you. And moving off of the 
the specific subject of lock picking and locksmithing, we have a video called Found the Battleship's Nuclear Permission Keys. This was put out by the YouTube channel for the Battleship New Jersey Museum. And in this episode, they discuss coming across some keys in some storage area. And a set of those keys are the nuclear permission keys. They go up, they test the keys, demonstrate their use, and uh, speculate on how they would have actually been used. And there are lots of comments under that video, if you go through them, that talk about people that seem to have some knowledge about how they would have actually been used and stored during actual uh, missions when the ship was actually on active duty. The whole launch center for the nuclear cruise missiles on the ship is disabled. There's nothing actually there now to launch. No missiles. And like I said, the whole control center has been gutted. But the keys and the the locks are still there. So you can uh, check that out. I thought it was interesting. And they also put out another video this week called The Keys to the World's Fastest Battleship, Unlocking the Reduction Gears. In this, they talk about finding more keys, a lot more keys. They talk about the fact that they had these keys that they didn't even know existed. Uh, since the museum started, the crews that take care of it, the maintenance crews and stuff, have actually cycled out a few times. So whoever received these keys from the Navy in the first place, tucked them away for safekeeping in an office, I, I think they said. And they just had been forgotten about. And they actually considered cutting some of these locks off in the past, but were holding off, hoping they could find the keys, which they did. They show a close-up of a whole ring of Medico keys. And they specifically go in to unlock the gear reduction for the turbines that power the ship. They say something, there's something like 40 or 44 locks on each one of the reduction gear assemblies to keep people out so they can't sabotage it, can't get into something they're not supposed to. And each one of those locks is individually numbered and has its own key on the key ring. Pretty cool stuff. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting part of history and it's lock related. So there you go. Moving on to blogs and articles. We first off, we have the new article on Lock Judge called Top Lock Picker YouTube Channels. And this was by David Blackwelder on Lock Judge's blog. At the end, he puts a summary, so I'm just going to read that here as what the article is about. The beginnings of YouTube lockpicking channels, their proliferation, and which ones are most useful for a beginner who is curious about how to pick locks. A description of some of the best and most popular channels, and a list of a few others of potential interest. In short, an introduction to the fascinating world of lockpicking hobbyists. And this article is specifically focused to the new lockpicker. And the feature channels are the ones that they think are going to do a really good job of teaching you lockpicking. You know, channels like Bosnian Bill, Helpful Lockpicker, Lock Noob, ones that had a lot of content specifically teaching you how to pick locks and, and how to pick better and better locks. So that might be a good article to share with somebody who is new to the sport. And while you're at it, we have an article here called How to Pick a Lock for Beginners, the Tech and the Tools of the Trade on Hacker Noon, by, written by James Bohr. The article says that almost everyone is fascinated by lock picking, and in this article, I'm going to teach you the basics of it. Lock sport 
lockpicking for entertainment rather than professionally, is a great hobby and brilliant conversation starter. It's also surprisingly easy to start, and especially if you're the type who likes to keep their hands busy, much better than any fidget toys I've ever found. And links to both of those will be in the show notes. Moving on to products. First up, we have Bare Bones Lockpicking. Bare Bones has added 20 thousandths thickness on top of the existing 15 and 23 thousandths for four different sets that they have. And they say to help identify the different thickness, a translucent coffin handle finish called Ghost is also available. The sets that are offered in the 20 thousandths are the three bones, which is $25.50 with the coffin handle and $14.95 without. Their hook set, which is $29.50, and the custom DIY pick blanks three pack for $14.95, all available in either 15, 20, or 23 thousandths now. And Peterson's was advertising what appears to be a newer set here. The Peterson GSP Triple Tap with Leather Case. They say our new GSP Triple Tap is a great bargain for you. The name is based on the three pick thicknesses included. Three at 15 thousandths, three at 18 thousandths, and three at 25 thousandths. They include the I Like Bent Tension Tool set plus the Peterson Pry Bar. And it all comes packed in a 3.75 inch wide leather case that is available for $90 US. And there'll be a link to that in the show notes. We have a couple new things listed over at Uncensored Tactical. First, we have their new Quickset Smart Key Tryout set. They say for our version of the Quickset Smart Key Tryout keys, we have put objective value increases in quality over current tryout set that is available on the market by making our key number stamps more readable. We've also cut our keys in a systematic order list for those who want to use our tool to help them troubleshoot advanced entry problems in the field, and we deliver our kit to you in a custom-made fanny pack that has been designed from scratch to assist you in using this tool in the field for real lockouts. And if you would have any use for those, their expected release date is February 28th, at $425 US for the set. And they're also taking pre-orders for Covert Entry Magazine, which is estimated to release in March. The description on the webpage says, Covert Entry Magazine is finally here. We could have called it Lockpicking Magazine, Entry Magazine, or any number of names, but in the spirit of what we think UTAC does best, we went with Covert Entry Magazine. Our inaugural volume features high-gloss print a large 8.5 by 11 format, full color, and includes articles written by Pat and Dave of UTech, the cloakedentrycode.com team, and more. This volume has interactive elements within it for things like problem-solving questions and also includes links to resource page that lists some of the tools and companies mentioned in the magazine, as well as a place to download usable resources like our UTAC Transparent Key Overlay Chart, used to pull bidding information from a photo of a key. You'll also find an article about our UTEC Quickset Smart Key Tryout Set and how we designed it to be not only higher in quality than the current set available on the market, but how we have created a foundationally more accurate and capable product 
and how we have proven that the current set on the market is mathematically flawed and is functionally way less capable than what the current manufacturer states in their marketing. This is our first run at a print magazine, so there will be some spelling, grammar, and punctuation mistakes here and there, and some colors and text fonts may not be the most tip-top performing for readability, but the content should still shine in the way that all UTAC products and services aim to bring the most value possible within our specific framing. For now, Covert Entry Magazine is designed to be a limited print run. We are opening up pre-sales today through February 15th, and then print orders will be placed and magazines will ship out to our friends and customers around March 1st in one bulk move. We hope that we put enough value into this first edition that the first volume and future volumes earn a place on your bookshelf. And the current price for the presale is $36 US, and there'll be a link in the show notes. And next up is a book on Amazon that was sent in to me, The, uh, the Amazing Adventures of Lady Thrillington. The description on Amazon says, Welcome to the gaslit, fog-bound alleys of a London that never was and never will be. Lady Thrillington, Locksport and Victorian heroine, is drawn out of retirement in a bid to clear her name against a foe she thought long dead. A cursed diamond is missing from the Tower of London, and Detective Inspective Carter is convinced he knows who could be to blame. The duel will find themselves tested to the full as an occult plot unleashes the never-ending army of the East End whilst jumping jack creatures stalk them, aided and abetted by a stoic manservant, Jeffers. Lady Thrillington must battle aquatic monsters that lurk deep below the city and a dead Egyptian king before going up against evil at the very heart of the empire, an adventure for the modern age full of mechanical curiosities, electric golems, steam-powered stallions, and mechanoid rats. Available for uh, $20.99 US. Also available on Amazon.co.uk. Anyway, interesting description, and it had the word Locksport in it, so <laughs> thought I would share it here. All right, and uh, next we have a Reddit post that was brought to my attention. I see books I can buy to start learning. The original post read, Any way I can start on IC cores? I have a commercial client with an apartment building, and most of the locks have IC cores on them, and he only has a master key and a working key. I asked him about the control key, but he has no idea. He wants to replace them with regular locks, but that would be such a waste of money. But the reason this was sent in to me and the reason I'm sharing it here is that this might be of interest, that this the, the comments under this might be of interest to folks looking for SFIC or LFIC resources, because there were several resources linked to in different people's comments, uh, sources of information about these types of locks. So it might be handy if you're looking at learning more about these. Check out the link in the show notes and check the links in the comments. Moving on to events and meetups. We have Cactus Con taking place January 27th in Mesa, Arizona. We have HCon taking place February 24th in Madrid, Spain. Besides Harrisburg, March 11th in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The Lockpick Championship put on by event in Bergheim, and that's on March 25th. Hack for Kids Milwaukee takes place on March 31st in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
Besides Nashville, April 15th, Nashville, Tennessee. Besides NYC, New York City on April 22nd. The RSAC Sandbox, April 25th in San Francisco, California. ClackyCon, March 5th in Durham, North Carolina. Besides Knoxville, taking place May 12th in Knoxville, Tennessee. Moving on to Lockpickers United belts this week, we have a couple of new belts. Eben's 315 earned purple belt this week. Congratulations to you. And Bandito Brandito 07 earned red belt. So very well done to you. Congratulations to both of you on those new belts. We also had a post in the Lockpickers United Discord about anybody who might be potentially caught cheating trying to get a belt. I'm going to leave out a lot of the detail that was in the post to just address the new rule that will be in place going forward and not the drama that was behind it. They say dishonesty in the belt system, particularly for black belts, is something we have long tried to combat via our requirement for picking and gutting on video and strict monitoring. An attempt at bypassing something that is known to the picker to be disallowed via video editing will not be tolerated. Any future dishonest applicant will be barred from improving his or her belt for a period of one month, and previous belt requests from them will be reviewed. This is a fun game, people. These belts don't do anything for you in the real world. There is no reason to cheat. The amount of uh, respect you get for having these belts will be completely offset by the embarrassment if you're caught cheating. I think that that is the number one thing to remember. It's not worth it. That being said, I actually think they're being very generous with their punishment on this, only barring you from improvement for a month if you're caught. I probably would have done it at least a year. I don't think there's much call for dishonesty in this uh, process. Mistakes can be made, and you can uh, submit a video that breaks the rules as far as the lock leaves the frame and comes back. You did something that wasn't technically allowed. That's what the review process is there for. They're going to watch it. They're going to catch it. They're going to let you know, hey, this doesn't qualify. Can you shoot a new video? That happens all the time. That is an honest mistake. But uh, if you actively try to deceive them by editing the video or blocking things in the video that would give away something that you did that you know you're not supposed to do, that crosses a line. I would actually be probably harsher in my punishment on that. For anyone not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, it's just a fun game. It's a fun game that just helps acknowledge your development as a lockpicker and helps uh, map out a kind of a roadmap for how to progress, which locks are more difficult than others on average. Uh, if you're not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are links in the show notes to the official rules page as well as some other resources to help you learn about it and how to get started in it. And I definitely recommend it. It is fun to play. Now it's time to take a quick break. Say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. Start with the financial supporters. We have Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lee Bond's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and Coach, Sherelle, aka Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cooltoon, Mog, John Lock, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, Barebones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker, Snake, Paracentric, and John R. 
the chief content producer for this episode, has many weeks in a row here, Anthony, aka Cherell. Other content producers, Bare Bones Lockpicking, Correct Jeans, Good Guy, aka Beanie A to Z, Ifisk, Iona West, Joe Picks, Joshua Gonzalez, Lady Locks, Lock Judge, Oak City Locksport, Panda Frog, Sadistic Picker, The Lockpicker 1969, Tony Verley, and Uncensored Tactical. Thank you to all of you for your support. And remember, this podcast is only possible because of the information and support from the community. If you value this podcast, the number one most important thing you can do is sending in news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that the Locksport community should know about or you think they'd be interested in knowing about. You can send it to podcasts at locksportscast.com or any of the other social media sites I list in the show notes or on my contact page on the website. Other things you can do to help out, share the podcast with your lockpicking friends, leave a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever is allowed on the platform that you listen to this on. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform. If you want to help financially, you can. You can donate via PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. But to be fair, you don't get anything extra for that. The podcast is always free. Don't feel guilty if you don't donate. But if you support the show with a donation or information that I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people I mentioned a little bit ago. If you have any interesting stories about things that have happened to you because of Locksport or because you're a locksmith or anything like that, I would love to share some of those on the show. You can send them in to the same email address I mentioned earlier. Um, Just remember to keep them polite, work family safe. If you want to leave me some feedback, you can do that too, thelocksportscast.com slash contact, and you can uh, use the form there to send me some feedback. Interesting uh, locksmith story here. This was posted on Reddit, and uh, evidently a while back, somebody posted on Reddit in r slash locksmith over there about a free locksmith business, and a lot of people assumed it was a scam, but here we have a post saying, y'all remember that? Free locksmith business post a couple of months ago that a bunch of people thought was a scam? Well, it wasn't a scam. I'm the new owner. Now, to be fair, I would be very suspicious, too, if uh, somebody were offering a free locksmithing business and then wanting information from you. It sounds like maybe they're fishing for something. But anyway, the the post continues. For anyone who missed the original post, Basically, the man is retiring, and he's the only locksmith for a fairly large area out in the countryside. So instead of leaving his clientele high and dry without a locksmith, he wanted to pass it on to someone he thought would do a good job. He wanted background checks and stuff done, which apparently was a red flag for some people. But after a vetting process and some elimination of other candidates, he eventually chose me. Turns out that the guy is not just a CML but he was the second person ever to get the title of CML. He's been in the business for decades and has his name on a bunch of patents in the field. Guy's done just about everything and is still keeping with the times despite being retirement age. We've been working on the transfer of ownership for three weeks or so. And to be completely honest, I still can't believe it's really happening. It's like winning the lottery, like he's Willy Wonka and I'm Charlie and through a frickin' Reddit post of all things. Well, congratulations to you, and uh, I'm glad he found somebody to continue serving his clientele. But I have to be honest, if somebody posting on a a Reddit forum started asking me, with something that sounded too good to be true, and started asking me for 
background check information and all kinds of stuff like that, I would be very reluctant to uh, pursue pursue that. Because generally, if something sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Let's just face it. This is a this is a one in a million here. But congratulations to you, and I'm glad that worked out. Moving on to criminals, we have one out of Phoenix, Arizona area here. Man accused of leading troopers in high-speed chase through Phoenix. Court paperwork says that officers spotted a man driving a 2022 Ford F-150 truck that was reported stolen earlier in the week at a hotel off of Interstate 17 and Thomas Road. He left the hotel and returned with a dog. Task force officers attempted to get closer to him, but he ran off. Detectives say as he took off, hotel staff noticed him dropping a gun in a trash can and sped off in a gray Nissan Frontier truck. Authorities were not able to get him to pull over. They initiated a pursuit, which lasted approximately 30 minutes and went across the greater Phoenix area. During the pursuit, investigators alleged that he drove the wrong way across multiple city streets at over double the posted speed limit. Ultimately, the chase ended when he crashed in the city of Phoenix. According to authorities, he also had white substance that tested positive for meth in his right front pocket. Inside the truck, detectives also discovered 30 sets of jiggle keys. The suspect now faces theft, weapons possession charges, drug paraphernalia, and burglary charges. Interesting, when they wrote up the article, they put jiggle keys in quote. I'm not sure that they know what, uh, what they're talking about there. They just, they were told they were jiggle keys, put it in quotes. I don't know what that is. The next story was entitled, He Stole Rolexes from the Gym Lockers, But the Cameras Caught Him. This is out of Milan, Italy. This man in one month stole three Rolexes from lockers in a get-fit gym in Milan. Police watched security camera footage and noticed a man who managed to enter the sports center, always pretending to be on the phone, going past the turnstiles into the changing room to break into the lockers. On January 9th, agents on observation duty surprised him at the sports center. Sounds like stakeout, basically. They found a 20-centimeter screwdriver on him and clothes in the car that they had already seen in video camera footage. Searching his house, they found five Rolexes and 11,000 euros in cash. They say that the 45-year-old man was already on uh, what they call social services for other crimes against property. He was also under investigation for other thefts in gyms and luxury shops. And it sounds like he's being charged for aggravated theft and unjustified possession of altered keys or lockpicks. Next up, we have a simple police log style note here out of Collinsville, Illinois. Man was charged with offenses relating to motor vehicles and unlawful possession of stolen plates, both class two felonies and possession of burglary tools, a class four felony. According to court documents on December 27th, the suspect allegedly had a 2004 GMC vehicle that had been reported stolen and a stolen license plate, as well as a lock picking device. And that's all it says about that. Moving on to sales, we have. Barebones lock picking through the end of the month has a code for 10% off if you use the code ALPAMA10. 3D lock sport, you can get 10% off with the code LSCAST10. Southord has their sale items page active currently with uh, several items on it. 
as well as their cosmetically blemished web page with several items on that now as well. If you want to save at La Lock Tools, check out Review Guru's Twitter page. He has a link that will save you 10%, and I will have a link to his Twitter post in the show notes. You can save 15% at Mako Locks if you use the code BUYMAKO. And you can save 10% at uklockpickers.co.uk if you use the code GIFT. And if you head over to Covert Instruments, be sure to scan the uh, front page. They do have some items flagged as on sale with a little blue icon in the corner. That was uh, brought to my attention recently. So be sure to check that if you're over at covertinstruments.com. Moving on to giveaways. Lady Locks is celebrating 400 subscribers with a giveaway. That giveaway ends on January 25th, so you still have time to get entered in that if you do this as soon as you see this episode. Head over to the link in the show notes to find out more about the uh, prices and the rules. The Lockpicker 1969 is doing a custom t-shirt giveaway, and that will be drawn on January 28th, so you still have some time to get in on that if you're listening to this early. I will have a link in the show notes for you to head over and check out the rules on that one. And if you aren't already, you should be watching the Picking Time live streams. Seems that they fairly frequently have giveaways during those. So check out those. Link in the show notes. And CLK Supplies does a giveaway every week. Lots of good prizes given away by them. So be sure to check out their hashtag LockBoss giveaway if you are into giveaways. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you very much for uh, staying tuned this long, if you have. Uh, Again, I apologize for not doing a better job on the Lockheed Awards. I'm going to try to get some more posts out on social media this week to promote it a little better. I I may have to extend the nomination period a little bit if I don't get to it right away, because at this point, I don't have enough nominations to actually run a Lockheed Awards. So, or I'll have to drop some categories. It's, It's hard to say. Uh, I'm going to kind of wing it at this point, so I'll let you know of any changes that might come up. Thank you again to everyone for all the information that you send in. This show really is only possible because of all that information, all the support from uh, the members of the community that listen. So uh, I just want to let you know that I really appreciate it. And remember to keep it legal. <laughs> <laughs>